Hello and welcome to South Africa on 99.94, Cricket Every Day. I'm Neil Manthorpe and my co-host is Lungani Zama. Uh, Cricket uh, South Africa on 99.94 is your new home uh, for South African cricket and content. We'll be uh, dropping into your podcast feed on your YouTube or on the 99.94 app three times every week. At least that's the aim. Uh, We've had a few technical issues um, and uh, we've uh, only been once or twice uh, the last week. But three times a week is our aim. Thanks for joining Cricket's South African Conversation. Okay, let's get straight into the action and let's talk about uh, the South African SA20 auction. Um, There's been a lot spoken about it, Zams, um, already. uh, And it's been good that we've given ourselves 48 hours to digest the process and uh, to to come to terms with what we thought of of how it all shook out. I mean, the lead story clearly was um, the South African white ball captain, Temba Bavuma, not being picked up, as well as one of the country's um, foremost all-rounders, Andila Petalakwayo. We'll come on to those those two gentlemen in just a moment. But your overall impressions, I mean, we've seen the IPL auction, um, so we kind of knew an idea of the process, but it was... It was fascinating, wasn't it, uh, to see so many players that, that we have seen and, and know over the years um, and see how the whole process shook down. Yeah, I mean, as I think there's, there's, there was like an electricity as, as you watch people's lives change in a matter of minutes. Um, and you can't, uh, you can't belittle just how much it changes. You know, there was over 120 million rand spent on players. Uh, and I think we can we can all speak about the dream of playing cricket, but when you suddenly go from earning two hundred, three hundred thousand rand a year, ten thousand pounds, and then you're suddenly earning a hundred thousand pounds or two, three million rand or more, as some as some did, you know, it, it definitely brings it home. And any kid watching and suddenly sees this and says, "We've got this in South Africa for the next ten years," it does change the landscape quite dramatically. So um, what surprised you? We're going to come to Tembo and Andile um, in just a moment. What else? What, what, what were your headline stories, good and bad? I think my favourite story is uh, Sisanda Magala, um, <laughs> who's, who's obviously had fitness issues. And for those of us on, on his side of the fence when it comes to slimline seats, I'm, I'm very chuffed to see someone get... Bang for buck, you know, because all he needs to do is bowl four overs, the best four overs that he can in a game, and he's what he's worth when he when he delivers. He's he's been probably the most consistent death bowler in South African cricket for the last five years. Um, so to be able to get a gig that focuses primarily on that and forgets fitness tests and fold tests and 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 whatever else that you have to do to be an international cricketer and look like an international cricketer, as they say. Um, that's pretty cool in itself, you know. That's a lot of people have made their name in in the IPL in the same vein. You know, Tyler Mills can't can't live with the demands of international cricket, but IPL is perfect for him. So he's he's become a millionaire off the back of the IPL. And if Sisanda Magala can do five years for Sunrisers or whoever else he plays for, and earns five five and a half million five years in a row. That is his life and his family's life transformed forever. So that is by far my favorite story because it changed just that quickly. Um, and then I suppose... It's fascinating. I mean, many... Carry on. Sorry, I was just going to say there are many 
conventions and norms that have been challenged. And I, I tweeted at the time, you know, too fat to play for South Africa, but worth 5.4 million in the SA20. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But again, it, it just shows you the rules are different. You know, the what you do is what you do, and it's in a very compressed space of time. So we don't need you to stand in the sun for 90 overs and bowl 20 and come back for a second and third and fourth spell. Just need two overs up front and two at the death. And if you can do that as well as we've seen you do it, you're going to be valuable. You're going to be very valuable for us because we're going to pay 5 million rand. That's, it simplifies it in a way that, you know, I think South Africans are probably still getting used to because we are not used to these numbers like right in front of us. The IPL auction happens in another galaxy and you tune in if you tune in. But, you know, when it's someone that you've gone to school with or someone that you've seen at the Wanderers and you've played club cricket against and suddenly they're worth 9.2 million like Stubbses, it, it, yeah, it, it really makes an impact. Um, there was a former cricketer I did some commentary with a couple of years ago, um, and you, you know him very well, but you may not know the nickname that I, I gave him. I called him The Other. Do you, do you know who I'm referring to? Other. <laughs> I'll tell yeah, you. He's got the name of someone Umber. famous, but I'm just trying to think. A blank, man, is a blank. No, it was, it was Ahmed. Ahmed Amla, the other Amla. Well, the other Amla. Hashim's older brother. <laughs> yes, I know Ahmed well. <laughs> well, obviously, the, I called him the other, um, and he he smiled. Um, but he, you know, I, I think it sort of it slightly rankled as well because he he was always, you know, he played his whole career before Hashim started anyway. But he played his whole career in the shadow of his younger brother. Um, and and so there's a new the other now. I mean, we expected Marco Janssen to go for six million, but um, they say that um, his twin brother Duan is, you know, y- you get ten or fifteen percent less of everything. Um, you know, he's he's ten or fifteen percent less quick. Uh, he's ten or fifteen percent less good with the bat, which still makes him really good cricketer. Um, and he went for three point two million. So. Um, I love that. I love that story. Um, he, he, you know, he—he, he, um, it's not like he sort of slipped through in sixteenth place for one hundred and seventy-five thousand. People have done the stats; they know what a good cricketer the other Janssen is. Yeah, and, and like you say, people have done—they've crunched the numbers. I think what we forget is, you know, if you've watched the movie Moneyball um, and seen the emphasis that Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill's characters emphasize on the very specifics that players get, you kind of understand the inner workings of these, these franchises and, and their owners. They, they pay people a lot of money to, to tell you exactly what Neil Manthorpe does in four overs over the course of a season. And if he goes for seven runs and over in the first two, and he goes for nine runs in the last two, you, you'll take him because he's going to give you one for 30 or two for 30 most of the time. And that's, that could be the difference between winning a title or not. It's, um, it's a ruthless, ruthless business, but they go digging for for those people who slot into their numbers because that's how they build their teams. It's quite scientific because they they don't they can't possibly watch every single domestic league um, and, and and know exactly what every person does. So short of scouts, they crunch the numbers, and and I'm sure they've got software these days. There's a guy who used to work for the Proteus who's become a very valuable asset. Um, he started at Bangalore, and I think he's moved on to a few franchises almost as a consultant, Prasanna. Um, Proteas used to call him P-Dog, and his fascination has always been around numbers 
and and what people bring to the table. You're a nice guy, he likes everyone, but your numbers say that your strike rate's 145 in the first six overs. Therefore, you're going to get us off to a flyer. And in the last two overs, you hit 40% of your balls over the boundary. You're going to win us games. It's a very scientific approach, but I think when you're spending millions of dollars as an owner, every year, you want the, you want the bang for buck. You're listening to Cricket's Conversation on 99.94. Whatever your team, we have the show for you on podcast, YouTube, or on the 99.94 app. We have India, England, South Africa, West Indies, and now Sri Lankan content covered. Uh, And if you want to find us, the best way is to follow us on social media on 99.94 DM by downloading the 9994 app or Google 99.94 on the podcast. We speak cricket. I understand the science, and yeah, sure, it, it, it most definitely plays a huge, huge role. But then um, I'll take one example. Evan Jones is 26 years old. He went for 1.7 million. He's played um, a dozen domestic T20 games. Um, he's 26 years old. Uh I mean, he he was pl- playing his trade for Northern Cape, and for those who don't understand South African cricket, we're talking, you know, um, in the nicest possible way, uh, and it, and they're a fantastic franchise. But I mean, they are very much, uh, you know, in the backwaters. Um, and so, Evan Jones, he kind of, he's got some amazing first class numbers. He, he made 171 not outs, his highest score. He averages 70, but that's in first class cricket. And, and I mean, 1.7 million. So as much as there is science, that, that's a punt. That's a gamble, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's a punt, but it's still a punt on numbers because, like you say, his first-class average is phenomenal. His strike rate looks pretty good. He's a bit of an unknown quality. And if you've got spare change at the back end, you go, well, what do we need? Well, we need someone who's kind of got these numbers. And since we've kind of filled every bit of other that we need on the shopping list. You know, it's, it's, it's walking past the bargain basket um, at your shopping mall. And, and, and then you say, oh, they've got blueberries on special. And, mm. you know, you, you fill the boot because you've got a bit of spare change at the end. And then, then it's a bit of, it's one of those things you get lucky. And there's a few of those. I think we've seen them in the IPL auction as well, where you just get lucky. And it's not just the timing of being in form and your numbers look good. It's just coming in at the right time of the auction where teams have a bit more left in the kitty than they anticipated and they can kind of go, well, it would be nice to have a guy who bats and, and bowls a bit. And it's not going to hurt us if we spend $100,000, which in South Africa is $1.7 million, but for them it's $100,000 to just give ourselves an extra option just in case our front line we're not too happy with. And, and, and that happened. We saw that a lot when people came back and there was the express sale suddenly some crazy numbers popped up and and you kind of go cheapest timing is everything i'm fascinated with with um the brutality of <clears throat> the system and and the and the the way it plays with your emotions and we we're just about to come on to temba and andile now um but, but i also look at a guy like Malusi saboto who went for the base base price 175000 he's a cricketer who's got better and better um, you know, he's in, well into his 30s now, but I think last year he was um, uh, the Gauteng Lions ODI Cricketer of the Year. Um, and, you know, he, he's a seasoned pro and he's got there the hard way. You know, <laughs> it's been no silver spoon for Malusi Saboto. And 
he, you know, he's picked up in what was he picked up in the fifteenth or sixteenth round um, for the base price, and whereas there are cricketers who didn't get picked up at all, um, and how, how do they end up feeling? Um, how does a senior pro like that feel when you know he looks at some of the largely untried, untested youngsters, um, and he's looking at them thinking, are they really ten times? Are they worth ten times more than me? Yeah, it's 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 a very difficult and bitter pill to swallow. I think it, you know Malusi is one, but I mean there's even more high profile who's in exactly the same number. Carl Abbott, one hundred and seventy five thousand base price. Carl Abbott a few years ago was regarded as South Africa's premier death bowler, um, and you get base price and no one else is willing to pay twenty five thousand more. That's that's all you get, and take it or leave it. And I mean, it shows you just just how violently the game swings and the trends, you know, across the season, it, it, it's brutal. And I'm sure, you know, you sit at home and you watch your name come up and someone just before you has gone for several million who's unknown and now is, you know, a millionaire. And you think maybe you're going to get one or two million and that's it. Your name comes up and there's one sort of Lance clues in the corner because he knows what you can do and maybe bring to a change room. And he picks it up and says, well, we'll see what happens. You know, almost throw your bone kind of thing, and it's it's the nature of the game, though. You know, it, it is a young man's game because you can take risks on them and and and, and start again. Um, so yeah, it's tough, and I'm sure for a seasoned pro, it's a bit like what some of the very greats of the game saw when the IPL first came out, and they were just the wrong side of 35, and they knew that they would have one or two seasons at best, and then you suddenly look. Five, ten years later, people are, are earning two, three million dollars in a season of IPL, and that's before endorsements. It can be, I'm sure, deflating. They do the same thing that you did. They just were born at the right time to capitalize on where the game has gone. You've been part of the reason why the game has grown to where it is, where the numbers seem crazy. But, you know, nine million rand and is, is, is just over half a million dollars. That doesn't get people excited in the IPL. So it just shows you where the game is and, and, and where it's going if you have a very particular skill set. I was just thinking about Kyle Abbott. I mean, he's into his fifth or sixth season with Hampshire now. I, I suspect that by the time you divide by 20, 175,000 rounds, probably his, his bar tab um, for a season playing county cricket in England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember the press conference when he joked and said, groceries are expensive. Um when, when, when he retired, I think we were playing Sri Lanka and he announced it at that test match and someone asked him the question about, is it, is it money? And he said, yes, it is, you know, because groceries are expensive. You're not going to pay my groceries for me in a few years when I retire. Um, and now, you know, what that whole deal was worth, some people have been picked up for that for just a month's worth of work in South African cricket. It's crazy. But, you know, that's, that's how things change. All right, then, let's get on to the... We're, we're leaving the, the headline story for last. Um, I, I think you know how strongly I feel about um, uh, Bavuma not being picked up um, in the auction. I, I, I And I completely understand that his numbers alone um, probably didn't merit... A base price of eight hundred and fifty thousand. You might know this. You might know more about this than me, but but I, I'm told that he was asked to lower his base price, um, but but decided against that. Um, if he had, 
would he have been picked up? Would it have been as embarrassing for the for the national T20 captain to be picked up at a base price of 175,000 rand, which is the minimum, as it was for him not to be picked up at all? I mean, I I think that there there are other factors apart from his strike rate and his average. And, 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 and I mean, we, you and I and everybody has seen him play some very very fine T20 innings. So it's there's an argument. I I come from both sides. The argument as national T20 captain, everything he's done for the national team and the brand and the profile and the way that he has led uh, the white ball team, I think has has done an enormous amount for South African cricket. Um, but I also think that there's an argument on merit. Um, you know, to to is there is there an argument on merit? I mean, does everybody have to be able to strike at two hundred? Well, we've spoken about the brutality, and I mean, you know, we're speaking about two two very good friends of mine, both of them. Um, and I actually saw Temba during the England Test series randomly popped up in Parkhurst. He was going to meet a friend for coffee, and the one thing that he was very excited about was this tournament. So I can imagine the depth of disappointment and, and hurt at at not being picked at all. But you know, the the first thing that you touched on was the base price. Um, and you've got to be brutally honest with yourself and say, do I want to be in the mix or do I want to, to take the risk? And it was a risk. And every single nationally contracted player was advised to go as low as possible so that you are in the mix and you're in the conversation because you cannot control where the numbers go from there. But if you start at almost a million rand and you take that combination of the premium that you're asking right up front. And then if it becomes a bun fight, if you've started at 850 as a franchise, you've got to go higher and higher and higher. And you've got younger players asking for less coming before you with far bigger strike rates who've played wherever they play T20 around the world, whether it's the 100 or the CPL or a couple of them in the IPL. For, for owners and managers and number crunchers who have no affiliation to South African cricket, accept the fact that they want to win this tournament and attract the most sponsors and fill their stands. There is no sentiment. It's just a brutal, we're not starting there. We've got 3 million left in the kitty. We've already got three top order gun batsmen who all strike at 140, 150. We're not going to entertain the option of somebody at 115, 120. And it sounds brutal, but that's what it is. And when you set your, your bar that high, you eliminate a lot of even flirtatious bids just to see what the market says because it's, it's just too high. And, and both of them, um, I don't know who advised them because Saka and the league were very strong in saying to every single South African player, start low. We, we want all our national players there because it, it looks better for the product. It looks better for South African cricket. Um, but we can't force somebody to, to, to go down to 175,000. And you ask if it's more embarrassing to go for 175 like Kyle Abbott or to not go at all, you'd rather be in. Because Kyle Abbott could still go and win for Durban Super Giants, win the tournament and, and renegotiate 5 million rand for the next three years because of what he's done in his first season. But you can't negotiate from your armchair. And you can spin it however you want. When you're dealing with people who don't know you and what you bring to the table because you've not played that much T20 cricket outside of in national cricket where, you know, your role has sort of been 
in the engine room and sort of knocking at it just over a runner ball. It's not it's not eye catching, you know. It's not. Reza Hendricks went and scored four fifties in five games, pretty much at the transfer window. So they know exactly what he's done and what he's doing, and he looks in form. Timber was injured at that time, and it, it, it is all you know. We spoke about timing earlier, timing in the auction, timing in your career, timing with your numbers. It, it's very unfortunate, but it's it, it's the realities that if you're coming in with low stock, you've got to come in low and, and and humble yourself and say, I'd rather get in and and add value, and then the owner understands what they get from me on and off the field. Um, and now it's become a side story of how dare you leave out our national captain? But the reality is. You took the risk of saying, I'm going to go high at 850. Um, and there's, there's more to it because every single one of those nationally contracted players was told that even at 850, if you get for less, we will make sure that you get 850K as South African cricket. But start low. So if you get sold for 250,000 as a national player, we will bump it up to 850. So that's the base. So the base is actually was guaranteed. So the fact that those players still st- st- stuck there, it's it's almost a bit greedy and a bit cheeky, and and it's a risk that hasn't paid off, and now it looks a lot uglier than it is. But if you've been told that at 175k we'll still bump you up anyway, so you're almost getting a million anyway, but you end the conversation, and you still go the other way, then you've got to look at your the team that's advised you, and it's not the first time that South Africans have done it. They've done it in the IPL where people have gone. $250,000 because it almost, I don't know if it's a misunderstanding and you say, that's what I would like. Your base price is your base price. I'm not going lower than that. And, you know, unfortunately, some owner from Mumbai or some, the, 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 the chief scout from Mumbai is going to go, well, if you rate yourself that highly, you clearly don't understand what your numbers say to us as people who are looking at you from the outside. So we're not going to start that conversation because it seems as if we're talking about two different things here. And that's what's happened. And, and it does happen to, to players across the board where it just seems like your demands are extravagant for, for what your, your output has been. And, and they look past you. They, they literally walk straight past Timber. They walk straight past Andila because the numbers were too high. So all of that applies to Peshlakoyo as well then. Uh, it, it was because his, his base price wasn't, was too high. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if Marco Janssen has, has, has done more on the field over the last 18 months, bat and ball. Um, that's why he's warranted the numbers that he's warranted. But you can't, you can't get on the field if, if you don't humble yourself off it and say, look, my numbers at the moment, my game at the moment, doesn't say I'm the premium all-rounder like I was maybe three, four years ago when we were talking about you know, the, the initial um, South African T20 league taking off, the global T20, it, it never happened. Game has moved on. There, there are three or four other young cricketers who've come in and smashing the ball to all parts and bowl at a decent pace and, and they're just hungrier. And, you know, you, you so you're not the number one choice. And, and you've got to look at that and say, until I am, and until I'm putting up the numbers in a, in a sort of shop window where a lot of eyes are there and they can see what I've still got. I've got to go back to basics and, 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 and start at the bottom and work my way up. I still think they'll feature in the, in the competition. If you love the language of cricket and want more, then head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all of our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. 
Be the first to hear of uh, any announcements by following us on social media at 9994DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation. Um, uh, we haven't mentioned Dean Elgar either. Is there? Did you have any sense of um, of surprise or or? Um, we, we, I mean, he's 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 the Test captain, um, but he, you know, he plays T Twenty as well, and and has has played some really fine innings for the Titans over the years. Yeah, of course. Not just for, not just the Titans. If you go to Somerset and ask what Dean Elgar, the white ball cricketer, is, they'll say. He, He's won a lot of games and he scores a lot more runs and, uh, you know, a lot prettier than he does maybe in a test cricket when he's knuckling down. So he knows how to change gears. But if if all you see of him is a test cricketer, and I suppose the same applies for Temba, if, if all you see is people, you know, knuckling down and scoring ugly 50s because that's what the situation demands, you kind of think, well, I, I, I can't picture it in my head. This guy is suddenly going to strike a 200 when I need him to because he's... You know, everything's a nerdle. Everything is working off the hips for one and grinding it out and leaving balls and leaving balls. It's it, 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 it's sad because they do offer value in the change room and, and, and on the park. But, you know, image image counts for a lot in T20 cricket, especially when you're trying to establish new leagues. And unfortunately, Temba Bavuma and Dean Elgar's images have been crafted heavily on what they do on the test field. They're gritty, they're fighters. They don't give their wicket away easily. They, you know... They, they, they rescue people out of tough situations. But that doesn't necessarily sell an advertising campaign for a T20 league. You want the brighter lights. And that, and that doesn't mean they are poorer cricketers. You just don't catch the attention as easily. You, you kind of got to dig a bit deeper and find out from those who know what they bring to the table. Okay. Um, it was worth, I don't know, I'm not a... An expert in these in these things, but from a from a marketing p- point of view and perspective, it was worth I reckon many millions of dollars. I mean, it uh, got the world talking about the SA twenty, and it's given more importantly um, South African fans four months to to look at their 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 teams and and to you know choose their favourites and to kind of um, get used to the the idea of who their seventeen man squads are and and who the overseas players are. There was a couple of big overseas players um, who weren't signed as well. Uh, just final thought on the overseas players: um, Were you? Were you? Do you think there are any any lucky boys <laughs> in those squads um, who were who were sort of selected largely because that you know there was a kind of uh, a quota of of overseas players that had to be filled? Any any journeymen in there? <laughs> no. Look, I think the fact that. Even a Jason Roy was ignored at first. Tells you just how you know tough the market was. It's so when you start having the. I don't want to keep going back to it, but you start measuring Timber's record and Dean's record against Jason Roy's record, even internationally. He was ignored as well, and he came in at the end probably because it's weighted a bit more that he's won international tournaments and they know what he can still do at the IPL and whatnot. But it's 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 that tough. Um, I think. The main, the, you know, the main surprise is there's a young kid called Donovan Ferreira who's who's just starting life out at the Titans, and he went for six and a bit, and he, he, he is he's still spinning because again he came in at 175,000. People suddenly said, oh, if you look at him, he can hit the ball really well and he bowls decently. And from from what we've heard around the team, he's got a great attitude and a really exciting future. Sounds like we need him. 
we've got the money, we're not done yet. So just kept on going and it became this. I'd be fascinated to know Chris Morris's thoughts on, on, on seeing people's numbers go up like, like his did when he made that 2 million um, out of nowhere, when he was just, again, coming in at bargain price. That's, that's what you've got to do. You know, when you, when you put yourself in a shop window with so many louder products, you've kind of got to humble yourself and put yourself in a place where people can feel like you're accessible and you're willing to sort of treat this as a 10 year journey and not sort of a money grab one season and see where the, you know, see where the world goes. If you earn 175,000 the first year, but you show exceptional value, it, it's bound to get a bid from someone else. If your own team doesn't show you more value in the next time round. So if it's a lesson for, for any young South African coming through or anyone in the team coming through that, if it, if it, if it looks desperate or arrogant and it looks out of place, the international market is, is, is got too many options to, to, to entertain the idea of, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll pay premium because you know, you're the national captain or we'll pay premium because you were the premier all rounder. The T20 game moves on relentlessly and ruthlessly. And, you know, I say it saying about two people that I know very well and I've shared many meals and drinks with. I feel terrible for them, but it's a lesson. And I think it's a lesson for the future of this tournament that you do have to come in low because the money that is being spent is not South African money. It's not South African government money. It's not even CSA money. It's it's Indian billions with Indian billionaires whose only priority is to grow the most entertaining product around them. You know, they want to surround themselves with superstars in their eyes um, or bright young talents that are going to become superstars. You know, Devil Brevis was not even in the auction because Mumbai loved the idea of the baby AB that might explode and become the future, you know, DB in his own right. That's why he, his future is set now. You know, he, he doesn't even do auctions. They sign him up front and I'm sure it's a combination of personality and skill, but it's also a, a case of timing. Um, those who know both Donovan Ferreira and Diego Brevis have always said that Ferreira is actually the better cricketer, the more complete package. So there'll be, there'll be those who are heartened at the fact that he's been recognized. Um, but, you know, Brevis is already sort of 10, 15 million rand ahead of him and he'll keep going up because he's already playing in the IPL. But that's, you know, how you package your product, um, those in marketing will tell you it's important. It grabs attention. Um, it was smart of him to call himself Baby AB and 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 play like him and mimic him and make runs like him. Um, so that's definitely got him in the front door. And and as others go into this SA twenty and start aspiring to make sure that they're always at this auction and in the conversation, they'll know that you know imitation is is sometimes the best form of flattery. And you you get in because of what you know what potential you have when others don't know you. So it's fascinating, but I think it was a massive leap forward for South African cricket to, to see so many lives across South Africa change and, and, and build excitement around a South African product. And I hope, I hope the stands get filled out and I hope, you know, the, those former schoolmates or varsity mates or club mates of all those cricketers go in and support them because the growth of the league will, 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 will rest heavily on, how much support it gets from Wanda South Africa and, 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 and sort of captures the imagination on television or at the stadium. So let's hope for a very exciting first edition. Okay, um, time's up, but how about this for a final thought? If you were an administrator in the ILT20, the UAE T20 League, would you not be tempted to 
make Tamba Bavuma an offer and shoehorn him, shoehorn him into one of the, one of the squads, seeing as there are twelve places for overseas cricketers. Yeah, of course. Look, look the other thing is, Tamba and those who were not picked have a T Twenty World Cup coming up very shortly. To 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 make your point on the field, you know, if Tamba wins the World Cup and is man of the match in three or five games or something the egg is on the face of those who didn't pick him for the next edition. And then you see if furniture can be moved and you can accommodate him somehow. Demand, you know, quality drives demand. So if you suddenly put up quality numbers now and it shows that two months away from the World Cup, from the SA20, you're in the form of your life and there's an injury anywhere or something changes somewhere and some player who signed up, you know, because there are still short-term gigs even within a one-month tournament. There's some players who said they can only commit for two weeks. So the door is not completely shut, but you're always on trial. Unfortunately, every time you go to a T20 tournament, you play for your country, you're always on trial because there's leagues around the world that are watching you. So it's not closed. It's just obviously very, very disappointing right now and a bitter pill to swallow as they travel to India. And there's all this excitement around you of players who suddenly millionaires and you've got absolutely nothing. It must be a terrible feeling, but it's the first of 10 editions minimum. And... There's there's time to to write that ship and, and and learn some some pretty harsh lessons. Okay, we've got a white ball tour of India coming up, so lots to talk about uh, in the next uh, few days and weeks. But uh, for now, on the SA Twenty auction, thanks, Sams. Speak soon. Cheers, Manners. Welcome back to South Africa. Thanks for listening to South Africa on 99.94, Cricket Every Day. Please rate, review and subscribe. Download the 99.94 app and follow us personally on uh, at Neil Manthorpe or at Whamzam17. We'll put links up uh, to everything we do um, on the show, on the podcast and beyond. Also, follow our network at 9994DM on social media. Follow the podcasts and commentary from... Um, from all the matches that we cover all over the world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation here on 99.9. We speak cricket. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.